Download the Caffeine TV app for free to watch the world-famous Savannah Bananas perform the greatest show in sports. The Banana Ball World Tour is live on Thursday, June 29th and Friday, June 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Thursday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a great one for you today, a ton to talk about. There was a perfect game in baseball. We have an updated BVP, of course, Twitter questions. But before we get to all of that, Shohei Otani continues to sizzle. Will he become the highest paid athlete in the history of American sports? And Ronald Acuna is on fire. We'll discuss his chances to go down as the best brave of all time. Plus, what to make of Steve Cohen's comments from yesterday, what the Mets should do at the trade deadline, and what is next for the Mets. Also, how the Reds' rookies could lead them to the playoffs. All this and more on today's Flippin' Bats. Let's get to it. Well, 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 what is up, my friends? Happy Thursday. Look who is back in studio. Alex is back. She was partying it up. She was living it up. No, 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 no. Why don't you take it away? We got got your video that we played on Monday. That was very nice of you. Um, but let, why don't you just explain why you weren't here for the Monday and Tuesday? What happened? I, exp- I, I mean, I, I got to say, I travel a lot. I've been so lucky with my travel, and I've heard horror stories. I experienced the horror story <laughs> on Sunday. My flight was originally supposed to take off at 7 a.m., delayed five hours, boarded the plane, got off the plane. The plane was out of service, so we didn't have a plane. And then our flight got canceled. And the next flight to LA was at 8.30 at night. So 13 too hours. late to record Missed the show. <laughs> and Ben, okay, that wasn't a party hat. When you travel. They look like a, that was a travel, party hat. When you travel, just carry on. And I bought a really cool hat in Austin. You have to wear it on the flight because you can't pack <laughs> it anywhere. You know. Okay. I'm just glad. I, like, I listened to the show and I was like. I'm just glad you listened. That means you you listened to my response. It looked like a party hat. It was a party hat. It's a beautiful hat. So thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. You sent that video and you went right back out to a pool somewhere. No, it was 105 degrees. Sit inside with air conditioning. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, Alex, last night, Wednesday night, we got the 24th perfect game in the history of Major League Baseball. First since 2012, Felix Hernandez. A, a truly incredible feat. 27 up, 27 down, not a single walk, not a single base runner. But I I wish I could celebrate this more. I really do. I wish I could celebrate the historic feat, but I just I found myself not excited about it due to who the guy was that was on the mound. The guy that threw it, Domingo German. Um I have Nothing nice to say. So I am just going to choose to not say much about it at all and uh, just move on from the situation. I, I do. I really wish I could celebrate it. I want to be excited. Um, I just I just can't be. Yeah, it, it's tough when you have a player who we all know has some outside really horrible domestic violent issues. 
you can't celebrate someone like that. And it's tough when you have a situation where it's only the 24th time in the history of the game that something like that happens. So yeah, we saw perfection. We saw history. And hats off to the catcher too, who called an incredible game, who was just, I love the post-game interviews in situations like this, where he was just saying in the fifth inning, he started realizing and kind of freaking out what was yeah. happening and just wanted to make it happen, you know? Um, so for for the team and the other guys involved, I'm happy that they were able to be a part of something historic. But yeah, as you said, it's really tough to celebrate something like this and someone when you know their dark history and past. Yep. That's all I got. Yep. Well, it was a statement game, so let's move on Ooh. to making a statement. I like that. And we're going to get started with the unicorn. Okay. Are you ready for this first statement? Yeah. All right. So if you're if you're new to this, I'm going to give Ben some bold statements here, and he is either going to agree with them or not. So our first statement here. Shohei Otani will be the highest paid player in American sports history. That's an, that's an important question. Caveat, I yes. feel to this yes. because what the the Messi contract, Lionel Messi contract, is four years, six hundred and seventy-four million, which is one hundred and sixty-eight and a half million per year. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo is making two hundred and fourteen million dollars per year. That's a different <laughs> so, country. So, so uh, in terms of American professional sports, I'm going to say yes. Uh, no American professional sports contract has gotten to the $500 million mark, and I believe Shohei Otani is going to absolutely blow past that. We're going to see the first half a billion-plus dollar player we are. in the history of American sports. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I think the number we're looking at is $600 million. Yep. That's that's That would be my best guess here. So I'm going to say yes. Uh, some of the contracts – the, the highest ones that we have currently in the U.S. are Patrick Mahomes, 10 years, $450 million, And then Mike Trout, 12 years, $426 million. And then all the next, like, 10 are baseball, which is crazy. Okay. But uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going yeah. to say he blows past the half a billion dollar mark. I do, too. And, I mean, we're literally seeing it unfold right in front of our eyes. Like, just as great as we think Shohei Otani is, he seems to be getting better every single time he takes him out. Take on Tuesday. It was the first time he hit two home runs while he was the starting pitcher. And can we just take a moment for his translator, Ipe? Because when he hit the home <laughs> runs, normally the player who hits the home run puts on the celebration samurai helmet that the Angels have. But because he was pitching, they put it on Ipe. And Ipe wore it, and even <laughs> Shohei kind of, like, praised him for yeah. it. Like, that was uh, – everyone loves Ipe. Like, look at this. Like, you got to have a moment for Ipe. Like, he has just – he has a good amount of fans, too, that oh love him God. just as much as Shohei Ipe is a legend. He has a trading card. He has shirts. Yeah. Like, yeah. big fan. He's I, I, also a great, great dude, as you know. He's just Amazing people. human. Yeah. yeah so uh, what, a, what a game, though. Ten strikeouts on the yeah. mound. I think last – his last start – I declared that he's back as a pitcher, yep. back in Cy Young form. And you look at it, and after the few bumpy starts he had, you look at it now, and he has a three ERA on the dot. He got below it during the game. Then he came out of the game due to a cracked fingernail. Came out of the game pitching. Yeah. Came out of the game due to a cracked fingernail. His run ended up getting cashed in, so it ticked him above three. I think he's at a 3.0, like two or three. Uh, but he got below a three ERA. We're, we're again talking about, 
Cy Young. We're we're yeah. able to have that conversation with a guy that has a three RA. He's He's got, I think, the second most strikeouts in the American League. So he's back into Cy Young form there. He had two homers. Uh, he's the first player. This is great. He's the first player to reach base four or more times and hit two or more homers and strike out ten or more batters all in the same game since good old Jack Stivitz did so for the St. Louis Browns <laughs> against the Toledo Maumees in 1890. Alex, how do you pronounce M A U M E S? Don't ask me. Words are really hard for me. I think it's me. mommies. I do not ask me. Mommies. No. <laughs> the mommies. <laughs> the Toledo mommies. That. I mean, I don't know if there's anyone alive that's going to correct us now, so yeah, not many people no, were. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, so yeah, first anytime you're doing something for the first time since the the Toledo Mommies, you're in good territory. Which I feel like is a good chunk of Shohei's record that he's breaking right yeah. now. It's the first time since anything like sub 1900s yeah. is like what? Uh, so I'll say yes. I, I think yeah. he blows past the half a billion dollar mark. I do too. Okay. All right. We're in agreement there. Time for our next statement. Ronald Acuna Jr. will go down as the best Braves player of all time. <sighs> I know this is your team. This was my yeah. team. This was my team growing up. I was the biggest diehard Atlanta Braves fan you could find. And when you ask me this question, my mind goes to when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Chipper Jones, mm -hmm. Andrew Jones, Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox, those guys, all-time greats, Hall of Famers, all of them except for Andrew Jones, who should absolutely be a Hall of Famer. It's hard to compare to pitchers, obviously. It's hard to compare to Hall of Fame pitchers and yep. those three I mentioned, Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox. Um I, I think we're certainly able to have that conversation with these guys. I think he's on a Hall of Fame path. Um, Spencer Strider, who's on the team, had a great quote. We just had um, a great article written about Ronald Acuna Jr. for MLB on Fox. Awesome article, all about Acuna. They talked to Spencer Strider, in it, and he had an awesome quote. He said, the fact that he can wear 20 pounds of chains around his <laughs> neck and then go onto a force plate and jump higher without trying than I could jump on Mars – his individual gifts as an athlete are just not attainable for the average person or 99% of people. So we're talking about an all-time talent. But your question specifically, yeah. will he go down as the best Brave of all time? How can I say right now that he will be better than Hank Aaron? How can I say that? I can't say that right now. Hank Aaron hit a 755 major league homers. He has a war, a career war of 142. How can I sit here right now in 2023 and say that Ronald Acuna Jr. will be better than Hank Aaron? I can't do it. I just cannot do it. I would love for that to come true because that would mean the guy's going to do amazing things in his career he's going to have this year 20 times over but I cannot sit here in good conscience today and say that Ronald Acuna Jr. will have a better career than Hank Aaron I just can't do it I hope he does yeah but I cannot say that right now I mean there are the positive sides that like he is the heavy favorite right now oh, for yeah. the NL MVP uh now that he's healthy if he can continue doing what he is capable of and what we're seeing he's capable of when he's 100% healthy there is a possibility it can't happen he's got a long way to go he's young he's 25 I hope it happens yeah I 
I, look, I hope it happens. Hank Aaron played until he was 42 years old, and he had 755 home runs. So if we get exact, if Ooh. we're getting this season, you said it. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the favorite to win NL MVP, as he should be. The, yeah. He could have a 40-70 year this year, at least on pace. He's well on pace right now to go 30-70 but he's close to on pace for 40-70. And what I mean by that is 40 home runs, 70 stolen bases. Never in history have we seen 30-70. We haven't seen 30-60. We could be seeing 40-70. What we're seeing is absurd, and if he can have this year for many years, that's my only point here. Is like yeah. What Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing right now, I need to see for 15 more years to start having that Hank Aaron conversation. And I hope for the game of baseball that it happens. I hope he does it for 20 years. I hope he does it until he's 50. Is that likely? No, but I hope it happens. He's so good for the game. But I just can't say that he's going to be better than an all-time great 755 homers. He played until he's 42 years old and Hank Aaron. I can't say it. I hope. Do you know who the second NL MVP favorite is? If I had to guess, Corbin Carroll. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then right behind him, Freddie Freeman. Corbin Carroll. Timeout. Yep. Corbin Carroll needs to be in the All-Star game. It's back in Seattle. We just talked to Corbin Carroll a month or two months ago. Yep. He's from Seattle. It's his rookie year. He's talked about how cool it's going to be to be able to play there against the Mariners. Imagine his first season mm -hmm. being an all-star and his first year back at home in Seattle. It would just be awesome. Now, I would say go vote, but phase two of the voting ends literally like now. Yeah. Like it's ending Thursday, I think, around. It might be done. It's like right around now. So we'll be able to talk all about the, the voting Pro i don't it doesn't release until tomorrow night evening so probably yeah. on the monday show we'll be able okay. to break that break all down. down but the guy needs to be an all-star sorry that was a tangent corbin carroll's number 2 would be my guess oh surprise a corbin carroll tangent mm, you know from benito yeah that's my that's uh-huh that's my guy yeah yeah we know get him to the all-star game getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, let's move on to our next statement. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> the Mets need to be aggressive at the trade deadline. Fuzz, screw the screw <laughs> the trade deadline. <laughs> Are you kidding me with this team? It's bad. We, it we're we're going to talk about the trade deadline. No, how about we talk about how much of a fiasco this season is to this point and how Steve Cohen needs to go on Twitter and say, I'm going to have a press conference before a game, and you'll hear everything you need to hear from me. And that did happen on Wednesday. And I'll tell you what they said, but guess what? They lost on Wednesday. Press conference didn't work out great. Uh, but Steve Cohen's quotes were, the season's not over. I'm preparing my management team for all possibilities. If we don't get better, we have decisions to make at the trade deadline. He also said, instead, would it... Instead, we would at least explore the possibility of trading away players if things do not improve. 
He also added that Buck Showalter and Billy Epler will definitely keep their jobs through the season, which is an important note. Yeah. Uh, I think his reasoning behind that when he was asked about it is interesting because he said he doesn't he wants he wants to build the right way. He wants yeah. to add the right pieces, and that includes management and coaches and staff. And he doesn't want to scare people away by thinking if it doesn't go perfect within the first few months, They're I'll gone. just fire you. Yeah. So he's giving them their chance to prove it. And also said, all is not lost, but it is getting late. And he plans to hire a president of baseball ops in the future. So you ask about the trade deadline. I, I, I what? Like, I, I get it. And people want to talk about it. And Steve Cohen wants to talk about it. This Mets team is has the most expensive roster in the history of baseball. And we're sitting here on Thursday with their record of 36 and 44. 17 games. 17 out of games first place. Out of first place. And nowhere close no. in the wild card. So do I agree with Steve Cohen that all is not Ooh. lost? Sure. Mm-hmm. But it sure is getting late. And things need to turn around. It's just, what do they do at the trip? I, I can't even. Are they buyers or are they sellers? I, you can't be buyers if they're this bad. So you think they're going to sell off a good chunk of the team? They need to sell. I, I don't then know. Then we're going to be aggressive. Like, Come on. Like, if, if they're not, the division's out of hand. They're not going to win the division. If they're not within f- five to seven games of a wild card spot, if, if they're not within five games of a wild card spot with a bunch of teams ahead of them by the trade deadline, yeah, you got to do something because this just ain't working. No, I, it's, I, it's also not going to look good for teams that players that want to come to your team. It already <laughs> doesn't look good. It looks as bad as it can. Who out there right now it's is comical. saying, you it's know who I want to play this. for? The New York Mets. Did anyone see no. this coming, or was it just Met fans who maybe saw this coming? Uh, t- every Met fan saw it coming. I know. The, the Mets I'm, are going to Met. It's fine. Oh, everyone's saying they're great. Ah, they're going to Met. I'm new to the Mets yeah. world Struggles. and way of thinking. Yeah. It ain't It ain't good. It's no. not good there right now. My brother threw five shutout innings the other day, and I was getting hate messages. Your brother's making $40 million, and he can't throw more than five innings. He sucks. Everybody sucks. New Fire York. him. Fire him. Yeah. They're heated. They and are. I, and they, they should, should be. be. They should be. I I get it. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be. <laughs> it's it's, it's said, embarrassing. It's the, embarrassing. If the Mets don't make the playoffs, I'll say it again. If they don't make the playoffs, this will go down as the biggest failure of a season in Major League Baseball history. Period. What was the question? Is about the trade deadline. I don't know. Yeah, even. that the Mets need to be aggressive at the trade deadline. Yeah, sure. One yeah. way or the other. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our last statement. Okay. I think you're going to like this one. The Reds have the best rookie class in all of baseball. In the in the big leagues. The rookie in the class that's up. In the big leagues. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got Ellie De La Cruz. You got McLean. You got Abbott. These guys are studs. You got Spencer, Spencer Steer. Steer. So you look at... You look at this Reds rookie class, they got three of the top five in NL Rookie of the Year odds are yeah. members of the Cincinnati Reds and four of the top 10 with Spencer Steer being in the top 10. Yeah. No other team has more than two players within the top 10 of their league's Rookie of the Year odds. This is hands down, without a doubt, the best rookie class that we see in the big leagues right now. So uh, the I don't want to say the problem because the Reds are a lot of fun and playing good, but this rookie class – 
is the Cincinnati Reds, whereas yeah, other teams, you know, it's built around veterans and and I, I know they have the Joey Vados of the world and Jonathan India, but this team is having success because of how good their rookies have been. Yeah. So I, they need to. I I would love for them to be aggressive at the trade deadline. I don't mm-hmm. know how aggressive they are going to be, but this t- it's hard not to be excited about this team. Abbott's been unbelievable. Matt McLean's been a lot of fun. Ellie De La Cruz, we talked so much about him yeah. earlier in the week. Well, I did. Alex wasn't here. I talked a lot about <laughs> Oh, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> I talked a lot about Ellie De La Cruz, but we've talked so much about him since he's come up, and rightfully so. Um, but, Alex, every Saturday, yeah. Saturday with Smoltz. This Saturday, uh, one, he was still over on the other side of the world because of the London series. He's yeah. golfing on the other side of – he's golfing everywhere over there. I think I he it. did this episode from Scotland. Uh, but I talked to him about the Cincinnati Reds and this team and their future and are they good enough to win the NL Central. So, Alex, my answer to you, this is the best rookie class in Major League Baseball right now, and I don't think it's particularly close. Okay. Uh, but let's check out what John Smoltz had to say about this Reds team. I think they're ahead of the curve. It'll be interesting to see what management does come all-star break when they're in an opportunity for fighting for a playoff spot. So I like the Reds and their offense. I just don't know if they're on, their pitching can match it. That's going to be the question. And it looks like when you're developing a team to get ready for the future, when you thrust yourself into the playoffs, you put a lot of pressure on that uh, general manager and the team that's uh, going to make some decisions, tough decisions, when the fan base would like to see you go. They've got some dynamic young players, and uh, that, that, that has kind of given them some energy. It's interesting with this team, Alex. It's got to be a combination of, like, you don't want to sell off everybody no. and everything. No, 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 you can't. But as Smoltz and I have talked about over the last few weeks, especially with the, the Orioles, we talked about this. Yeah. Like, when your window has opened, go for it when you your window's open. you got to do something. There. But as he, you, you also can't just sell off everything. So mm-hmm. I would love to see them be aggressive. How aggressive can they be right now? Who do you I don't want know. to keep? Who are you willing to let go of? Right. I know. We have a fun family connection with one of the Reds' rookies. My brother-in-law, Marcos, has been Spencer Sears' trainer since he was in high school. His hitting coach all the way through high school and college and during the offseason in his professional that's career. That's cool. So that's been like that. a big family, like, yeah, every time he does well. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, is my answer. Okay. Best rookie class. I like that. Okay. You know what time it's for? What? What time it's for? What time, what time is it for? What time is it for? Your BVP, Ben's most valuable players every week, top five across both leagues. So let's get to it. Very similar lineup this week. <laughs> Not going to give anything away, but let's start with number five, Luisa Rise. Look, I, I, <laughs> I think it's to the point with Luisa Rise, who's currently hitting 398. The, it's we have to have him in the MVP conversation. We just have to. And I understand, like, everybody wants to talk about the Ronald Acunas of the world and how much power he has and this and that. But if a guy's going to hit 400 on a season, mm-hmm. he has to get MVP votes. He has to be in that conversation. And right he now, does. he's still flirting with that 400 mark, and we absolutely have to put him in that MVP conversation. And at number four, the third... 
favorite for NL MVP, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, Freddie Freeman. So same five and four so yes. far this week. I, look, yep. I love Freddie Freeman. He's still hitting well over 300 with good power as well. Um, so Freddie Freeman in the MVP conversation. And you said he's the third favorite? Uh-huh. I feel good about my top five then this week. Yeah, you know who your, your second favorite? The second favorite for NL MVP? My number, number three, three is the number two favorite for, for yes. NL MVP, which is Corbin Carroll, who, look, this past week we saw him go two games without getting a hit, went 0 for 10, and everybody was like, oh, here he back down to earth. And then, no, he's picked it right back up. He's having a fantastic year. Uh, 17 homers, 24 stolen bases, all while hitting for a high average as well. His OPS is just behind Ronald Acuna, and there's a he's a, right ahead of Freddie Freeman now in terms of OPS. Yep. So he does it all. You know, I could go on about Corbin Carroll oh, forever, but we know. you know, I started a I started a campaign for Corbin Carroll on Twitter this week to make the All Star <laughs> game. And his mom retweeted it. <laughs> the Diamondbacks retweeted it. It was great. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's go on to number two. We spent a lot of time talking about him today. He is the clear NL MVP favorite right now, Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, I mean, what more is there to say about this guy? He is on pace for a 40-70 season. Woo! And I think he might be one off. the. We're, like, right at the midway point, like, yeah. right now. And he's at 19 homers. So nobody come after me, Ben 19's not on pace for 40. I get it. He is right on pace yeah. for the first 40-70 season in history. It would also be the first 30-70 season in history. It would also be the first 30-60 season in history. He's doing things that nobody has come close to doing right now, and he is for sure and should be the odds-on favorite to win the NL MVP as of right now. And apparently his chains weigh 25 pounds. According which, to Spencer Strider. That's heavy. He wears 20 pounds of chains and is just the most ridiculous athlete on planet Earth. All right, your number one, the unicorn, Shohei Otani. Yeah, I mean, look, Shohei Otani is the best player in the game right now. The, the game he had the other night, it was on Tuesday night, he accrued almost a one-war in that game alone. Just to clarify, a 10-war season has only happened a few times. It's elite. A 10-war season is an incredible season. Yeah. He had almost one war. I believe it was 0.8 or 0.9. Yeah. In one night. And in that game, he pitched. He struck out 10. He hit two homers in that game. First player since Jack Stivitz of the Toledo Mommies to do something like he did that night in 1890. Shohei Otani is the best player in baseball. He's the greatest athlete in the world right now. It's it, the, the number one in my BVP is Shohei Otani. Same lineup as last week? This is the same as last week, yeah. And it, you guys spinning. are doing well. We talked about it at yeah. the beginning of the year. Like, you know, at the beginning, there's a lot of disparity at the there beginning was. of the year. Yeah. The cream rises to the top, and at a certain point, it's going to stabilize. And we'll see. I'm sure we'll have a few names switch in here at some point. But Maybe. We're but these are the favorites. We're these are a lot. The cream rise. Is it all National League and then just American League Otani? Yeah, the, the American yeah. League's a runaway. And it's yeah. not like. Okay. And unfortunately, you know, Aaron Judge was in here for a while. He had to get moved out. He's gonna out be injured for a while. Jordan Alvarez was in here for a while. Injured. He got moved out okay. due to injury. That's so fair. The American League, we this is the heaviest favorite in the history before you know the heaviest favorite for an MVP yeah. before the halfway mark of the season ever. 
I mean, yeah, the second favorite is Corey Seager right now. So, Otani's <laughs> it's looking good for Shohei Otani again yeah. this year. But that wraps up your BVP. Looks good. So you know what time it is? What time? For some TQs, Twitter questions, fan questions. You like TQs. that? TQs? Yeah, yeah, you're into that? Okay, let's get started with our first fan question. Okay. <laughs> is any New York team making the playoffs? Oh, boy. Brutal. Um, I feel like this is honesty hour, too. You know, if I had to say right now, I, if I had to say right now if the Mets are going to make the playoffs, it, it would have to be no. Yeah. Is it possible? Certainly. It is. They got to go on a hefty winning streak. They just, they have to go on a streak. They have to play good. They want to. 17 games behind the They're Braves? not going to win the division. They're not going to win the division. Yeah. But they won over a hundred games last year. It's if not you, last year. no, I'm saying, but with this team, yeah, it's essentially the same team. I mean, if you play in the second half, like you did last year, yeah. you will certainly make up ground and be in contention in the wild card come September and early October. It is possible. Okay. But for the sake of this question, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll say no there. Uh, New York Yankees, I'm gonna say no for the Yankees. I don't know how long Aaron Judge is out for. Nobody does. Nobody does. Last we've heard, which he's been out for, I feel like it's been a month now. It's Mm -hmm. been close. And the last thing we heard is that he's struggling to walk without pain. He's going to be out for a while. And this Yankees offense is non-existent without Aaron Judge. So I'm going to say no for the New York Yankees, dependent on, you know, if Aaron Judge comes back in a month, sure. But Aaron Boone was asked about him playing this year. Yeah. And he said he's hopeful he plays this year, but he, he can't say for sure because it. So uh, I'm going to say no. A New York team does not make the playoffs. All right. Well, let's move on to our next Twitter question. This is for both y'all, Ben and Alex. Ice cream in a helmet or in an ice cream in a waffle cone? Easy. 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 Helmet, vanilla with rainbow sprinkles on top. That's my ballpark ice cream that yeah, I grew up with. My answer is a helmet as well. Yeah, yeah. My, it's always been a helmet. I'm also a cup over a cone guy at ice cream Same. places. Like, I like to take my time. It gets messy if you don't eat it fast enough. I, yeah. I don't like that we agree, but we agree. Okay. I wanted you, to just. You, I wanted you, you to like say this. waffle cones so bad. I can't even eat waffle cones. <laughs> Come on, I'm gluten free. I'm a freak. There's it's nothing like, okay. like going okay. to a game. You get the ice cream helmet. You can yes. put it on your head at the end. Cover your hair in excess ice cream? You look in your helmet? No, you, yeah. Okay. But then you wash it out. Says a lot can, about you. You can put it on your, your <laughs> noggin. Says a lot about you, Ben. Okay. okay, we got one more fan question. What lives rent-free in your head? Currently for me, it's Alex saying, Julio's yeah. just pops into my head multiple times a day. Oh, I have one. Go ahead. <laughs> it haunts my dreams. Burger King. BK, have it your way. <laughs> that haunts I my dreams. I thought you were going to go with dreams. something from the show. I, that, that's a commercial that haunts my dreams. That's what lives rent-free in my head. No? Was it just like things that you see on TV? I watch too much, like too many sports, and it's a Fox commercial that like is in every, yeah. no, that's a like good answer. almost every commercial break. That's a good answer. What lives rent-free in your head? <laughs> this won't make sense to a lot of people out there, but I'll help. You'll, you'll now understand a little bit behind the scenes of the show, but before every show when we have to test our microphones, 
moist muffin. <laughs> it's, it's an inside thing with the show that has become quite... I was just one day testing my microphone and I just kept saying moist muffin, moist muffin. So now I can't eat a muffin without thinking about it and it's really haunting my life and it lives rent free in my head. It's really disappointing. I hate the word moist anyway. It's like, up a show. It's so, I'm so frustrated in myself because now I can't enjoy muffins without getting that stuck in my head. I did it to myself. I have nobody to blame but myself. Does that do it? That's it. Thank you for all your questions. <laughs> Get all of your questions in on Twitter and we have fun with them and we really appreciate it. And we also really appreciate you listening and subscribing. So subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, rate, comment, whatever you want to do. It, it all helps. So thank you all for listening. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Pod for all of them. That does it for this Thursday episode. Until tomorrow, my friends, peace.